welcome back to There's a River podcast. So thankful you could join us again. And I'm really excited about a new series that I'm starting off with some of my friends, dear friends, who are uh, in the same world as I am in the arts. So I think most of you know that I sing professionally and I've been in that world for, for many years now. And I just got together with some of my friends who are in the same world who are Christians um, we had some conversations about the the world of the arts is, you know, just to state it bluntly, it's mostly non-Christian, um, especially professionally. It just so happens that the vast majority of of people who work in the arts are not Christians, um, are often antagonistic, and so it's just a world that we live and work in where we feel called to to make great art that glorifies God. Um, but we do it among people who are making art for completely different reasons. And so I want to, as we experience, you know, as we discuss how the river of life comes uh, to us, I want to start by reading Psalm 63, and then I'll introduce our guest for today. So Psalm 63, I'll read the first three verses. It says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So have I looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So this sort of describes what I've often felt, what my colleagues who are Christians have often felt, a dry and thirsty environment, but a looking for that loving kindness that is so beautiful, the glory of God in the sanctuary, because we've experienced it before. Like we know the experience of what the life of God is and we want it, even when we're surrounded by by uh, a dry and thirsty land. So that's sort of the gist of this, this series that I have with some of my awesome friends here. And today we have Lauren Carlson and we have done musical theater together for a long time. I don't know how don't long know ago <laughs> Brigadoon was. But... Eight years. Apparently, I saw it on someone's story. Eight okay, years ago. so we were in Brigadoon eight years ago, which <laughs> the, was the Broadway production. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and uh, and that was a really wonderful show, which we'll maybe talk about later. How that these experiences that we have in theater mm-hmm. are so. Um, they're wonderful, like Christian fellowship, except in other cases when no one's a Christian. So anyway, we've done some musical theaters. We actually just co-directed, so to speak, Mary Poppins. Sorry, Katie. Was... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Katie was the co-director. But I choreographed. Lauren was I the hope. choreographer. We had a great time. So first, I'd love for you to tell everyone a little bit of your testimony because you, like, you were in this dry and thirsty land with not a lot of Christians, not a lot of um, people at least outwardly praising God or honoring God. And then you were saved, and then you're still in this this world of theater where there's not a lot of Christians present. So take it away. Okay. Hey, guys. (laughs) My name is Lauren. So I've been doing theater since I was eight, I want to say. And um, I grew up in – I went to a Christian school my entire life. I don't remember a day when I didn't go to Christian school. And I always tell people when I start out my testimony, is like I'm on this consistent journey for love and I was an acceptance. I feel like they teach you that in acting school. The universal um, objective is to be loved and accepted by the people around you, mm-hmm. right? Or your other. And I feel like that's my journey and my faith. I was looking for all of these things to be loved and accepted by all of these people. 
And um, I found theater and I found this community where I felt loved and accepted until I didn't. And so it, it just reminded me, like, I do think now looking back on my history, like, of God's, um, he will never, like, he will always satisfy. He will always, like, like look at all of your brokenness and still want you. Mm -hmm. But um, I grew up going to Christian school. My parents took us to church, but they made the choice not to really disciple us, which is their choice. And we've talked about it, but that's their choice. I was um, pretty severely bullied at my school and I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't the coolest kid because I did sports. I would like to say I did varsity sports. (laughs) I went to state cross country meets. I did sports. Yeah. Yeah. We went second place like in the state. I I did sports. (laughs) I was too cool. I was, like you know what I yeah. mean and um but I did theater and um I guess that wasn't cool but I also so you found some love and acceptance there but you said it wasn't until you didn't oh I mean in the theater yes I'll get there yeah. but I I just loved it and I felt I I began to mourn with the people in that com- in a lot of communities that in, are in the theater and I saw a lot of the injustice that was being like um, held against them, especially from like cultural Christian communities. And I became very, very left and very liberal. And all throughout high school, I was the opposing team. Mm. Every single debate, every single argument, I was the left. I okay. was the other side. I was the devil's advocate, even if I didn't fully agree with it. I mm. always, because I saw this, I, this injustice, which I still see in some cases. And that was really important, but I felt like I was slaying dragons. I wanted to slay these dragons. I wanted to be the best. I'm an Enneagram 3, so that's what you always want to be. <laughs> yeah. And um, I booked shows. I did shows all throughout high school with all the theaters in my hometown. And then my senior year of high school, well, junior year of high school is when it started, I was in an abusive um, relationship filled with a lot of violent, sexual violence. And it was during a show, and the directors kept casting this person. And even when I came forward about some things, like not everything, because I didn't even know what was happening. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really when, honestly, when I met God, was through that experience, through the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. Mm. A a time when I woke up in the morning and didn't know, like, what would happen to me at rehearsal that night. Mm. And um, that's where I met one of my good friends, um, Karis McMurray, who is... I I just came to her. I felt like with this like need because I knew God was real. I there was I knew this was this is true. Like I knew this. Like there. Like I I just knew it. I was just like I, I I'm a very logical person. I was mm-hmm. just like I knew this is true. And so I came to her and we started like talking about it. We'd have debates. I felt like it was a very C.S. Lewis like J.R.R. Tolkien moment oh, where we, awesome. we just ha- well have debates at night. Love that. And really, I was like dying inside emotionally, and I mm-hmm. needed sustenance. I was on a run in right before Tech Week of a show, and it was at the deepest, darkest pit of my um, abuse. And a lot of terrible things were happening. And I just remember running down this hill, and like, I got a text from a friend who was a Christian in that show, and she said, God will meet you where you are. And he met me with rain. <laughs> it yeah. started raining. Oh, my. And I started crying. And I was like, he, I just felt this voice of God being like, Lauren, why are you running away from me? <laughs> because I was. I was yeah. literally just running away from him. And and I was just like, God, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. I'm so lost. Like, I'm in this continuous, like, a manipulation, this continuous cycle of just, like, violence. And I, mm. I, just, I needed God. And so I needed him. Yeah. And, and you you knew it. I knew down. I needed him. And, and I, I clung to that. And... Three months later, I completely, you know how in Revelation talks about the thief in the night, thief in the night. like, mm-hmm. I left that relationship like that. God pulled me out right at that moment. Yeah. He was like, okay, you're done. Like, the, the night it happened, I left, 
okay, you're done. Mm-hmm. It was such a, I, that's what I felt from God. It was like rose colored glasses off, everything done. And so I was like, okay, God, I'm out of here. <laughs> and yeah. then I moved to New York and I, I, I moved to New York because I really honestly moved to New York because I needed to get up the farthest away from home, right? Mm. Because of all the terrible things happening in my life. And yeah. so I get to New York. The only community I knew was Christian community. And I knew it was terrible. Like the only idea I had about it was terrible. Because of your school. Because of my yeah. school. And I didn't really have a substantial church. And so I um, had followed this Christian influencer. Her name is Laura Lee Turner. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she um, um, is in Mean Girls on Broadway. She was. She was Karen in Mean Girls before it closed. Okay. And um, I'm, well, at the time she wasn't Laura Lee Turner. But I DM'd her on Instagram. And I was like, hey, do you have a church that you go to? Because I would love to like get some suggestions. She said, do you want to come to church with me on Sunday? Whoa. And the rest is history. And yeah. she's been my discipling me ever since. That's awesome. And she and I still go to her house. We still make the same dinner. We still <laughs> do the same shenanigans. Yes. We still read the Bible. And that's and God's blessed me with that. And I started um I I started going to church at the city of New York. Mm-hmm. Best church ever. Like it's, <laughs> and my I've just I've learned so much about God. And who God is, and I've got this community, but it's hard. I go to um, a, I go to NYU for musical theater, not Tish. I go to Steinhardt, and it's hard because like a lot of people, I'm the only Christian in my musical theater class, mm-hmm. and I it's, it was complete opposite night and day. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm the only person who believes in Jesus here, not oh, I'm the only person who's like on the left here, right? Completely separate. But also, God has really transformed just my way of thinking in a lot of um, regards and a lot of things, and. God's just changed my life, man. I'm wow. completely different from the person I was. Amazing. And he, it was his delight to do that. To, I know! It's, uh, I <laughs> to just, bring you out of that. I wish to... the viewers could see the giant, gross <laughs> smiles on our faces <laughs> as we're having this conversation. Really, though. <laughs> just delighting in the work of God. It's, wow, it's So radical. praise him. And God bless Karis for talking with you. And I know. the other people who made that, you know, yeah. through, through whom God worked. God to works you. through his children. Like, yes. if you don't think that God works through you, you're lying to yourself. God works through you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So you find yourself now in New York. Mm-hmm, I do. And you have, you're sometimes in this dry and thirsty place mm-hmm. of, you know, the theater world, which yeah. is, we're experiencing here. Love and, that. But then you have community yeah. at church, and you have, you have both of those worlds. 100%. So... How do they, I know they don't maybe interact, but how does, how do you negotiate living in both of those worlds? It's really cool because people, the thing you'll never hear because the Broadway community doesn't want you to know about it is that there are a lot of people who believe in Jesus Mm -hmm. in this industry. You just don't hear about them. Right. Because either they don't get Mm -hmm. cast very often or they just are really quiet about their faith or like... There are a lot of people who love Jesus who mm-hmm. do musical theater. Yeah. And I know quite a few of them. But there are a lot of really good communities in New York City for actors or for artists. Mm-hmm. Or I know a lot of just, like, straight-up actors. I know some opera singers, A. Like, I know <laughs> some, like, it depends on the art form that they do. But there are communities. Like, they have, like, groups. There's this group called The Hang that Laura Lee goes to. Um, Laura Lee started a Bible study for just, like, women. And, like, they're also women artists. But there are so many communities in New York. And so they kind of do coincide. Mm-hmm. Like, there is there is light. You just have to search for it. You have to right. run for it. But I think 
when it comes to an education perspective, it's like you have to, you do have to find those people who believe in Jesus. Like, I feel like it's like, you know, that Spider-Man meme where it's like Spider-Man looking at Spider-Man and they're yeah. just like, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's like when you find out someone is a Christian at NYU, you're like, you're a Christian? I'm a Christian. Or like, no, it's oh, so, yeah. same thing in my program. There's a girl who, her name is Mary, um, who I love very much. And if she's listening, I love you. But <laughs> she um, is a classical voice major and a musical theater major. And we just realized that we both were Christians and we started going to church together on Sunday mornings before COVID and we'd go to lunch afterwards. And like, Mm -hmm. that was such a cool thing to have someone my age and someone in my program and like love Jesus. Like, Oh, so big. And I love that God sends those people because he did that to me when I went to to university of Houston, like lots of crazy folks that are just different and I love them, but (laughs) we love them. I I actually sincerely do love them, but they're very different from me. Uh And and then to have those few, you know, that he sends that are just kindred spirits in a different mm-hmm. way, it's really special. That and was he's my, faithful to do it. A thousand percent. And that was my biggest prayer this past year was like, God, send me community. Send me community. Yeah. Send me community. And he did. He, he he does. And sometimes he does wait until we ask. So if you haven't asked that one, anyone listening. <laughs> you need to ask for Christian <laughs> <Go> community. <ahead. laughs> yeah. This is me telling you. Yeah. <laughs> and when it. we ask, that's when we start to look for it. Mm-hmm. And then God can point it mm-hmm. out to us. And it's mm-hmm. so, it's amazing. But here's something that you, I caught that you said. And we've talked about this a little bit before. You said you have to run for it. Yeah. And that's something that I see in you. I mean, partially maybe because you're a new Christian, but you're not an like immediately new Christian. No. And it's something that every Christian should have. You said you have to run for it. You have to want it. You have to seek it. Mm-hmm. You have to be hungry for it. Yeah. And that's something I see in you that really encourages me. Oh, thanks. And <laughs> so what does that look like when you're hungry for the Lord? What does that drive you to do? I mean, sure, it's a lot of things, but what about some things that you go to often? Well, I want to start this out by saying... That's not always the case. <laughs> this is a. Uh, this doesn't always happen. There, you're going to have peaks and troughs in your faith, friends. It's yeah. gonna happen. Like you can't expect it not to. No matter how new or old or mediocre in your faith you are, it's gonna happen. Last week was a huge trough. Like there were thorns in my side all last week. Yeah. <laughs> like it happens, but it's just. It's you have to understand that that's how that it happens. It's a, it's a continuous like um, wavelength of like mm-hmm. peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. God's always there. He's constant. And I think one of the best ways to like cultivate that running is a like being in the Word, but not just being in the Word. Like it needs to be living and active in you and it's something you need to pursue every day something you need to pursue in community something you need to pursue with a mentor and discipleship is a huge thing i tell this to everybody i tell everybody get a therapist but i also tell everybody to have be discipled by someone mm-hmm. be some discipled by someone who loves jesus who has loved jesus for so long who's kind of close in age to you but preferably older who pours wisdom into you and loves yeah. you like loves you loads like my i've discipled by laura lee turner who we've already mentioned <laughs> and she runs after jesus if anyone looks at her instagram for 0.2 seconds you will know that this woman (laughs) runs after jesus and is so incredibly in love with jesus and it's also surrounding yourself with people that love jesus like yes it's radical to be the only person that loves jesus in a room but like Mm -hmm. it's lonely man yeah it's so lonely so what we're what we're saying here is that we must surround ourselves with people who love Jesus. And what we're also saying is we find ourselves in a place where there aren't a lot of people who love Jesus. It's a lot for us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. But I think what you just said is is key. Like, you got to be determined about it. you got to be courageous. Mm-hmm. Right? I think about Joshua whenever God had given him the promised mm-hmm. land. And 
Like, they had it in the bag, right? Mm -hmm. But they Mm -hmm. still had to go across the Jordan River in faith and go take it and fight the battles and be faithful to God. Like, they had, and what did he say? Be strong and courageous Mm -hmm. to do everything that the Lord commands you. So, like, it's the blessings in Christ. The river of life is procured for us. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take some courage for us to go and really live in it. It takes an abundant amount of courage and courage that you can't cultivate for yourself. That is something that Mm -hmm. only God only God given and I feel so often I do that for myself I try to tell myself how to live my life or I try to cultivate something for myself and it just it just fails every single time mm-hmm. it fails every single time and I feel like that's the, the constant human condition right yeah but it's like you have to surrender that's part of that to Christ and be like God I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> I need you to mm-hmm. co- and I need you to help me f- look and run towards this Christian community or run towards your word or fill me with your spirit right. and as I as I approach your word and fill me with your spirit as I run through this community that doesn't want me here right right mm-hmm. and just let me let me show these people your joy yeah yeah and can we take this opportunity to say that God as our father wants us so much to ask for these things like he wants us to come he wants us to ask Mm -hmm. for people in our lives if that's Mm -hmm. what it is he wants us to ask for courage he wants us Mm -hmm. to ask for grace Mm -hmm. and he wants to give it i mean his grace is not gonna run out it never is and he delights to give it but he waits for us to come humbly before him like a child and ask and you know, I think I think Stephen, that's something we can't even comprehend. Like we can't even yeah. imagine the fact that His grace is never ending. Like no. I feel like we're just like, oh yeah, His grace is never ending. But we can't even imagine that. We ch- we can't even try to think about that. Nope. <laughs> it's really bad. We, we, we can't. can't. But it's okay. Sometimes we do better at this than others. But for me, it happens sometimes that I'm walking, you know, walking with God and pursuing God really closely, and then it's not like all of a sudden that goes away. It's like after I've been away from community Mm -hmm. just one too many times and I've been around people who don't love God the way I want to for Mm -hmm. like 40 days in a row, Mm -hmm. that's when I start to need a real boost. And so, but but getting that boost comes from just what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, taking some courage, asking for the grace, mm-hmm. getting to the word of God, yeah, asking him to lead you through the word. And and don't be afraid to be messy in front of God. He mm-hmm. knows everything you've ever done. He does. You can't hide anything from him. Like you can try. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. <clears throat> like, and especially in front, in front of your mentors, like that's the biggest thing. Be a hundred percent yourself in front of the person discipling you. Mm-hmm. But also like, if you can't be open and honest with the person discipling you, there's no way you're going to do it in front of God. Like, right. he already knows everything, too. But, like, God is, he wants the messy. He right. wants that. He wants, like, all of you because we could do every little thing, but we're never going to be perfect. Right. And you were saying something earlier that he wants even those parts of you that are messy. Yeah. He wants to make them unmessy. Yeah. But he wants those parts. Like, he wants you. Mm-hmm. And his grace, like the river of life doesn't stop. The river was... of life that we're after doesn't stop. And it, and our messiness does not build a dam in the river of life no. that it can't get past. 
It's like the only dam that will be built in that river of life is the dam that we try to build ourselves, and God is immediately gonna like yeah. shatter that. <laughs> like, yeah. be, like build holes, like in that scene Entangled when like they punch the like, like yeah. they, they like punch through the like rocks. That's like God trying when we build a dam for ourselves. He's like, nope. He's like, nope, nope, flower girl, let's go. But that's that. such a great metaphor. I love that I mentioned Tangled. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so in this world yes. of theater, for you, musical theater, for me, opera, which, where's the line between those, really? We don't know. I mean, um, I'm getting a vocal <laughs> performance degree, Stephen. I mean, that's pretty Okay, fun. so we have the same degree. In this world, people who don't share our values, right, yeah. don't share the mm-hmm. same truth claims that we make. Mm-hmm. I mentioned before, I think, I'm sure this is true of you, too. I have friends who I can describe that way. Who I do dearly love, who I enjoy hanging around with, who I make great art with. And so then, how do we interact with them? Yeah. So something that was really bold, not to toot my own horn, but something that was really bold of me that I did my freshman year is we had this assignment where we had to write a speech and for ourselves about anything. And mine was about my testimony. And I wrote it about the day that God encountered me. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people in my class knew that I was Christian, but they didn't know it until that moment. Like, I was standing in front of, like... They didn't know oh, what it meant. No, they didn't know, like, this is something that, like, happened. And I feel like there's this thing that comes... You'll, you'll agree with this. I know you're going to agree with this. <laughs> there's this phrase that happens all the time, and um, especially, like, the musical theater and the art world, opera, acting, your truth. This yeah. idea of your... This postmodern idea of your own truth. Yeah. And... In this moment, these people, they didn't just see it as, quote-unquote, my truth. It was truth. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest difference is, like, there is absolute truth. There is truth. There is a way and a truth in the life. And I think in that moment, that was the first time maybe people in my class had experienced that. And I had a lot of people ask me about my faith after that. There was one girl in my class, and she'll probably listen to this, that we went and had lunch and just talked about, like, debated subjects about my faith. And, I mean, that's not normally how I go about, like, talking about my faith. It's like having, like, theological discussions with non-believers, because yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I do that sometimes, but it's not my main... I share the gospel with non-believers, and I talk mm-hmm. theology with believers. Right. Like, right? And I, I think that's a great thing to go by. But, I mean, sure. it's it was so cool, the amount of people that asked me about my faith. That's and amazing. There was one. I had a friend at lunch the other, like a couple weeks back, and he was like, "Wait, you weren't a Christian before you came to NYU?" And I was like, "No." He was <laughs> like, "What?" I couldn't. <laughs> he completely lost that part of my story. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like it's like the meme of the girl with like all the math around her. And she's oh like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he was just like, "What? Whoa. Can't put this together." I can't put this together. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But praise God, you had the boldness to do that. And yeah. It seems like God brought fruit from that completely i have (laughs) friends that go to church with me now which is wild it's amazing yeah so good your truth that is out there (laughs) it is a phrase that people say it's everywhere yeah yeah your truth even like your feelings your desires whatever yeah well they do well they do but not in the way that they they're not always say that yeah that's the deal is your feelings aren't always true and every single mental health specialist will tell you this yeah yeah (laughs) but they that's one one thing like you described exactly that will cause them to think okay maybe there's this objective truth Mm -hmm. is what happened to you like people can't hear what happened to you and be like that didn't happen because you would think it happened (laughs) well okay they'll try for sure but anyone who's honest 
like hearing the witness of what happened to you, mm-hmm. they can't just, you know, throw that away as yeah. if it didn't exist. Right. And especially, like, how I got saved and, like, the situation that it happened in. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's a consistent theme. And, like, I I don't know, in the acting training you've received, like, that's something they talk about all the time. You have to to live your truth. Be true to your whatever. Your, I don't know, your chakra. (laughs) I don't know, something. something. And my acting teacher, bless her, my most recent acting teacher, I learned so much from her. We did not agree on anything <laughs> worldview-wise. Yeah. But I loved her. She always talked about, like, your own truth and, like, living out your truth. And I think the automatically the phrase living your truth, that's a contradiction of what truth means. You're right. <laughs> automatically. Living your truth means going by your feelings, which aren't true. So, <laughs> you're trouble. <laughs> no. Imagine if all of our feelings were true. Um, I don't think I want to imagine that. <laughs> I don't mean that. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the thorn in my side. Ooh. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so then it. you said something earlier, I think, before we started. We want to, Jesus gave us grace mm-hmm. first. He did. And that's what we want to give to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, it's a very simple thing to say, but it's, it is that simple. Just be gracious with people. Mm-hmm. And, um they will notice. A thousand percent. They take, they take note. And they may not, you know, be converted right away, but no. it'll plant a seed. Mm-hmm. And then giving honor to God whenever we can, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll take note of that as well. Yeah. So, moving on to specific tr- struggles. Stephen, this is literally how Stephen and I decided that we were going to talk about this. I think I mentioned this on Mary Poppins rehearsal here, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a week ago. <laughs> and to be a thousand percent blunt, it's a, community where when the minute you tell somebody you're a christian they're automatically like oh you're xyz this this and this and it's right they have all the preconceived notions right and it's hard Mm -hmm. and we have such a bad reputation to the world and it's awful and And it's tough to explain to people how the ways that christians have acted that are ungodly is not actually have anything to do with how who jesus actually is thousand percent it's tough it's It's tough tough. (laughs) it's a tough conversation and some people don't want to have that conversation so i think this world of um, performing arts and just marrying that with like my christian worldview it's it's hard you feel so lonely. It's very lonely. And I mean, mm-hmm. Stephen can probably attest to that. I can. I it's really can. lonely. And yeah. like, there'll be times, like, I literally told that to my mom today. I'm like, Mom, it's so lonely. It's funny how it's lonely, like, in the midst of friendship. Like, right. there's a friendship there that you have. You have a friendship with them. But there's a thing that you don't share on a very deep level yeah. that makes it lonely. It's so lonely. You feel alone and you wish in, in a place that promised you that you would never feel lonely right and that oh we can just say that is something that the entire arts community especially i think the theater community totally prides itself on is that we are a community that love each other Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. give each Mm -hmm. other all that we could ever need oh right like we we sustain each other yeah that's totally how they they feel and yeah and i remember in like if we think back to my testimony talking about like the violence i received i wasn't seen during 
that <laughs> at no. all. And no, it was, and in like, that community. In that community that always promised me. they would, like, And especially, like, when people make a giant mistakes. And that's, like, a huge thing in our culture today. And it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because we are not... Ex- God doesn't even expect us to be perfect. The media wants us to be perfect, but that's, yeah. another, that's another conversation. <laughs> but I, I just... You feel so lonely, but it's you again going back to like searching you have to search for that community and i found that at my school and i think one particular experience that steve and i had recently talked about was i was in this acting class with my amazing acting teacher i love um (laughs) we were doing scenes from this play and it was a very like absurdist play written about women and feminism and women in a community together in a communal place and having a like um a reunion of sorts Mm. and thank the lord that i wasn't assigned to do this scene i was yeah. assigned to do another scene but not this one <laughs> and this scene that we read from had a lot of allusions to like spirituality and christian spirituality and heaven and hell and just theological ideas of the sort but it also related to like sexual immorality and made it metaphorical to that and like ideas of sexual immorality or sexual pleasure and i was like very triggered yeah i was like i don't and like just because it's not from this. God. No, it's not from God. And so I knew, well, thank the Lord I had my one Christian friend in my program was in my class with me. Yes. And I texted her. I was like, does this rub you the wrong way too? It's yeah. just like, yeah. And I was like, great. Let's talk about it after class. Yeah. <laughs> so I FaceTimed and just like parade over each other and just like uh, said each other's truth. Like truth. putting truth over the lies, man. Steve and I were talking about that yes. too. Like simple, it is important. Simple, but important. But we forget <laughs> it. Don't we forget it, guys? We forget we all do. these things. We do. But yeah, that happens all the time. You'll and like I've had conversations with like even carers. We had one of the most recent conversations we've had is like would we play these roles or like what yeah. roles where where's the line sure actually i just turned down a role that i was offered a leading role in a show that i guess i won't name this guy is does things that are not okay yeah. even sexual things and i just said no i i'm can't do this and i was you know i wrote the formal email and made it sound <laughs> formal and whatever but but the bottom line was i i can't can't do this yeah. the question isn't just is this something evil that I shouldn't do? The question is like... Is there redemption from it? Yeah. Is this something that will make the world a better place or mm-hmm. bring glory to God Yeah. through, you know, and that could be like directly or through just good humor mm-hmm. or good, a good mm-hmm. story of heroism. But yeah, it totally enters into how I audition, where I audition. Yeah. I want to talk for a second about another experience that we have had okay. growing up in theater, which is some musicals that we've been in. We mentioned Brigadier, <laughs> even just Mary Poppins that we were just in. And the experience we have here that, well, it's just, it's been pretty unique because we've had these musicals that are, you know, they happen to be very good stories, stories of, of redemption and just Brigadier good stories. a wild tale. Oh, it is Thoughts. a wild tale. <laughs> Thoughts maybe not on this podcast. <laughs> After the podcast, Steve and I will talk about the plot of Brigadoon, if everyone was wondering. Kind of wild, yeah. (laughs) But we've had these experiences where the majority of the people there were Christians. Yeah. Which, I mean, in professional theater, kind of doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, at Mm -hmm. least. Hopefully, somebody listening has had that experience, but... Girl, tell me what theater that is. DM me at Laura BC NYC. I will go audition there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sight and sound. I've thought about going there. I know. There's but, a theater uh, in New York City, too, that cares oh. about talking. <laughs> but anyway, we have these experiences with mostly Christians. And this thing that, like, the 
theater world claims to give this mm-hmm. sufficient community we experienced but not as they intend we experienced it because of all of the faith and the the people there who who were walking after god mm-hmm. and maybe when we didn't even think about that mm-hmm. but then we had this taste of this this thing that is fulfilling to the soul uh-huh. And we go out and I feel like we look for it in the world of theater and we don't always find it. No. Because it's the people looking back. I wouldn't have thought this then. Yeah. But looking back, it was the people and the fellowship with the people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. caused that environment that was so fulfilling to the soul. Yeah. I had an English teacher in high school who at my Christian high school, like the one teacher, she was like the Mr. Feeny of my boarding school, like the only <laughs> teacher that like actually I felt seen by or I felt like. I could tell anything to, and I did yeah. tell anything to. She has, she says this thing, like, there's always a strand of truth in every worldview. Mm-hmm. And I, that's one of, like, I've always thought of that. There's always a strand of truth in this community aspect of theater. They are going after the love of God. But they just don't know it. It's like they're missing the mark. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> close. They're looking for the love of God. They're really not looking in the right place, but they're, they're looking. They're after but it. it's like, that's a perfect, like, it's not a perfect, it's like a broken mirror image mm-hmm. of like what community, like Christian community could look like. And this idea of knowing each other so holy, like we did a whole um, sermon about community a couple weeks back and he talked about pseudo community, mm-hmm. these ideas of community. And so like theater is this fellowship. It's We're all working together for a common cause. And I feel like as the body of Christ, we're all working together for a common cause. There are many parts of this body and like, yeah. right. And so that's the church referencing there. It's in our own bodies. It's the church and we are building each other and we all have different parts and like in theater it's like kind of mirroring that right mm-hmm. and it's like this piece of truth but it's not exactly truth because there's a strand of it yeah so we've talked a lot about the struggle mm-hmm. and the blessings we don't want to forget about the blessings there are so many blessings man like okay anyone listening to this who is in the world of arts maybe experiences what we're experiencing 100%. the river flows there too okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah we the river of life comes even in this even in this area of darkness mm-hmm. and i love mm-hmm. that we one of the reasons we seek this in a dry and thirsty land we seek the life of god yeah. is because we know like john says we have known the love of god yeah and so we know it and that's why we seek it again mm-hmm. we know it's always going to be new mm-hmm. we know it's always going to be fresh and his love and his grace don't run out yeah one of the conversations i had my, with my sister today oddly enough my um <laughs> was how she was like well lauren i was complaining about like oh it's so hard to be a christian and as an actor you know ranting to my family as <laughs> and my sister was like well it's hard in every other profession too i'm like we don't understand but it's true like it's true but also you have to think back to like john sixteen thirty three, like jesus promise tells us that you're going to yeah. have trouble so all who live godly in christ jesus will suffer persecution oh yeah and it's like <laughs> <laughs> the way that we think that that's not going to happen I know. You're like yeah that's a cool <laughs> verse but like not i feel me, so right? com- i feel so comfortable in my bible belt town like it's not gonna happen oh, it will like yeah. okay do you not think that satan is trying to bring things in and deceive even he doesn't in that want town? god to win satan literally hates Things. Us, all yeah. of us, all of us, <laughs> always. He probably hates the fact that Stephen and I are literally sitting and having a conversation about Jesus and oh, about yeah. the arts. Hates it a lot. He, but you know what? I don't care. He can hate. It. <laughs> he, he can hate it. <laughs> Stephen and I will still laugh at him. It'll be funny. <laughs> God will laugh too. It'll be great. But yep. it's a consistent spiritual warfare, and I didn't. 
I, this always happens. I don't believe in things until I encounter them, right? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the yeah. fun of being a new Christian. But, like, I didn't believe in spiritual warfare until I witnessed it. And I didn't witness it in the theater, but it exists, y'all. Mm. I promise you it does. Oh, yeah. And it, it's something that definitely happens. And, like, there's a battle for your soul happening, but God's already won. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Didn't mean to spoil all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything, <laughs> but no, God already won. Sorry, guys. You don't have to spend your $30. <laughs> yeah, right. He won. Oh, and he's going to win. And whether that leads us, whether that leads Steve and I out of the careers we're in, whether that pushes us closer into this this deeper, deeper water, God's, he's won. He's won. Yep. He's And the won. battle, Satan still hates you. He'll still fight the battle. But, you know. He's going to lose. He's going to lose. Embarrassingly <laughs> lose. So. Like, not just he it's bad yeah. read revelation you'll find it's you'll find some confusing things and you'll find that satan loses really embarrassingly bad oh man god is so good he'll bring the river and he'll allow us even in these dark places to bring the river to mm-hmm. others so i just mm-hmm. want to throw that out there too like yep. don't stop looking for opportunities to bring the mm-hmm. river to others especially in places that seem dry yeah and seem thirsty god has stuff for us to do yeah, Stephen and I talk about, well, he talks about Psalms a lot, which is great because Psalms like the best. <laughs> and it's just like literally this love letters from God. It's really amazing. And um, one that I wrote down before coming here today is Psalm 1611, the CESV. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So we have this path of life that God is like structuring us. And I, it, it doesn't need to be the artistic world, but in our world it is. But in that like path of life, and we are in his presence as believers every single time, even if we can't feel it, we're always in his presence. There's fullness of joy. Mm. And maybe that goes back to that community and that sense of, oh, post-show depression. Oh, that was such a great like show high. But like yeah. we can feel that all the time. And God. It's available. It's available. Like, are we going to always feel it? No. Like, <laughs> no, let's be honest with ourselves. Somebody's saying that you're going to always feel this way. I mean, you might. It's not possible. <laughs> like, everything is possible with God, but like, nine times out of ten, might not always Probably not feel that way, but it's true. And I love that you brought up that verse. Okay, I love that verse. Literally in my email, it says 1611. Really? Because Psalm 1611. Guys, I didn't know this. <laughs> I just read Steve's mind. He literally mentioned my favorite psalm like two hours ago, and I was like, ah, that's my favorite psalm. It got me through everything. So God. Satan might be here hating that we're doing this, but God's also here leading God's us. God's like, Lord and Stephen so. are supposed to be having this conversation. It is supposed right. to happen. And I pray that a lot because, I mean, we're young. We don't know where we're going, and I pray, show me the path of life. Literally. Because I know that God knows the path of life. He knows yeah. the path of life for me, and even when I can't see it, He join, knows it. Join the club. And I, pray. that <laughs> David, that was a prayer to God. He He didn't see the path of life right then, so he said, It's probably running in the wilderness. Me. God is good, and it's you have to surround yourself with people. It, there are there are pro, there are Christian opera singers out there. There are Christian mm-hmm. actors out there. There are. And there God is. will lead you to them. I mean, God's been faithful to me, To Yeah, there's a lot of darkness out there, but he's been faithful to sometimes just one or two. But it makes such a difference. Yeah, and you can text them and be like, let's talk about Jesus. And yeah. be like, okay, it's 9 p.m., but okay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do it. They'll do it. They'll do it. So I just wrote this down this morning, and I want that this might be very encouraging to storytellers of all um, sh- shapes or sizes. But if we think about, like, the Word of God, we are called to write. We are called to live out the stories that God has written for us. But also, storytelling is something that is actually, like, God uses a tool to, like, show people truth Mm -hmm. like jesus was the ultimate storyteller 
the parables. <laughs> there was a lot of them. Yeah. He told stories. He was a storyteller. He probably just didn't sit on a rock in Galilee yeah. and was like, there once was a man. <laughs> like, he didn't probably no, do he that. was a good storyteller. He was a storyteller. If he wasn't a good storyteller, people probably didn't listen to Most him. Most <laughs> of the whole Bible are stories, right? And that's how we learn. But that's true. how people... And think about how whenever the world wants people to know something, what do they do? They make a movie. They make a story. They make a play. They make a musical. Yeah. Because that's how people learn things that pertain to mm-hmm. the, the deep things of life, emotions. God uses those stories, and he can use yours. He right. can use yours, and he can use any of the stories. Like, maybe you don't feel called to tell that story, and that's fine. Or right. you are at a place in your life where you probably shouldn't be telling that story. What, but that's what our testimonies are. Yeah. That's storytelling, truthful storytelling. That's why... I think that's part of both of our callings to the world of theater is we want to tell stories for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. We want, I want to be a good storyteller so I can tell the story of Jesus. I want to be a good storyteller so I can tell stories that make people laugh because that's important. I want to tell stories that inspire heroism and and bravery and kindness and goodness. And Mm -hmm. someone's got to be able to tell those stories because here's the deal. Satan is telling stories every day. He is telling their all lies. Kinds of stories. They're lies. They're full of deception. Mm-hmm. It makes them look really good when they're not. And if we don't tell stories too, who does that leave? So we, yeah. have, to, we have to tell stories. We have to tell the story, mm-hmm. most of all, the, the most important story, mm-hmm. the story of Jesus. But we have to tell stories with a loud voice. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be that voice. We have to listen to God when he shows us. When we say, here I am, send me, we need to mean it. And we need to take that and just run with it. Like what we're talking about, like just running toward Jesus. It's like, I just get this vision of like, like, I don't know. I don't know football, like running with like the guy. (laughs) Don't ask me about sports. (laughs) I played them, just not ball sports. And like the ball is like the truth that you have been given to like proclaim to people. And you're just running down this endless like, like sprint field or something. And it's like, you're, that's how you're running towards God. You're clinging to truth, but you're running your life. And mm-hmm. you're running down this path, and it's yeah. I can actually totally relate to that as a former football player. Like <laughs> Steven should have to... explained this. It shouldn't have been me. <laughs> well, my coach, my coach would always say that he would hold up the football and say, "This is your heart. Don't lose your heart." Yeah. And there's such an analogy. Like you hold on to your heart. Proverbs mm. four, twenty three, I think, says, "Keep your heart." protect your heart with all diligence back to the courage thing we were talking about it's going to take courage it's going to take determination and diligence to keep your heart Mm -hmm. protect your heart and says out of oh man everything's tying together out of it flow the springs of life whoa (laughs) there is a river (laughs) exactly and so i hope this encourages you whoever's listening yes please be encouraged keep your heart if it takes, if you feel like it's tough and it's going to take some diligence, that's because it's true. Mm-hmm. It takes 100%. some courage. It's hard. Uh, but it's so worth it because then out of a heart that is kept and kept in Christ, rivers of life flow out of that. Oh, my goodness. And, and we've experienced that, and God is so faithful to pour mm-hmm. out his life. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you. I hope everyone was encouraged. As always, I'll remind you. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And whosoever is thirsty, let him come and take of the water of life freely.